Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my sweet new friend Rosanna, and she is going to talk to us about her dance journey and being an MBA dancer. So, Rosanna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Elizabeth, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, my name is Rosanna Carabetsos. I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut, born and raised. And then I moved to Brooklyn when I made the NBA Brooklynettes dance team five years ago. Um, so I've been in New York ever since. I've been dancing all my life. Um, yeah, that's like me in a synopsis. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So kind of walk us through your dance journey. You know, you said you're from Connecticut. So how did you start dancing? Did that look like studio? Did that look like high school dance team? What did that look like? And how did it get you to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. So my dance journey, like my mom threw me in dance when I was two. I would not stop dancing to Barney, she says, and I just would not stop bopping around. So she was like, I got to get this girl in dance class. So I started like the traditional way, ballet tap combo. I absolutely hated it. Uh, I was miserable, <laughs> believe it or not. Me as well. <laughs> so as a child, I like knew I wanted to dance, but I was like such a free spirit. I feel like I didn't like being told like what to do. I just wanted to like bounce around. So I started like exploring. I did gymnastics for a little bit. I tried to do soccer and then I was the goalie and apparently doing cartwheels and the goal was not how to play soccer. So <laughs> we decided to go back to dance and around like eight or nine, I started competitively dancing at a local dance studio in Rocky Hill, Connecticut um, called Rhythm and Sync Dance Studio. That's where I started and then danced there all my life. And then in high school, I found the Greater Hartford Academy of the Arts, which was a arts high school. So I was able to go half day to Rocky Hill High and do all my academics. And then at one o'clock, I'd take a bus over to Hartford and I would do ballet, modern, dance history, composition. Um, and I got like a dance certificate um, in high school. And then after the academy, you know, I was applying for colleges, wanted to get my BFA, and that just wasn't financially possible for me and my family. So I just jumped right into my professional dance life and started taking any and every opportunity I could just to be a working dancer. Um, I was 18 in Connecticut and I was like, how am I even going to dance in Connecticut? There's no opportunities here. And then I found this incredible local show called Nightfall that I served as the choreographer for. It was actually giant puppets. So and just a testament to how dance can really take you anywhere. Um, so I found that show and was doing puppetry for a while, which was, you know, influenced by dance, but kind of took me out of my comfort zone. And then in the middle of that was blessed enough to find out that Connecticut had a WNBA team. And back then WNBA was so much smaller than it is now. So I didn't, I had no idea that the, the women even played in my state. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I can be a dancer. Never thought I'd hold pom-poms in my life, but there I was living my best life for the Connecticut sun um, and I enjoyed myself so much. I ended up working behind the scenes on game ops, um, and doing different things along the way, um, until I was like, I'm ready for more. And I auditioned for the Nets. Um, I'm also the vice president of a local dance company in Hartford still to this day called the Hartford Dance Collective. So super lucky to have had my passion, you know, lead my life. And I'm so lucky to be a young woman without a college education, living her dreams as an artist. Um, I feel like there's so many little other little things that happen, but those are all the like big dance things that I've gone through. So, yeah. I love um, listening to your story because I think a lot of times dancers think that the trajectory to become a professional dancer is, you know, 
high school dance, college dance, yep. PA of some sort. Then I try out for my professional team. Yep. And I hate that narrative because I don't Me think too. that everybody <laughs> should choose college. I think I that we need people who are creative that want to go straight into the workforce and be dancers or, yeah. you know, want to do a trade and be, you know, manufacturers and work with their hands. So I love that that is your journey. That's so Thank cool. You. So inspiring. For a while, you know, it was hard to, to swallow. And I was like really upset because I watched all of my friends and then recently watched all of my friends graduate college. You know what I mean? And for a while, I felt like I was missing out. But something that I really love that makes me really proud is that I was accepted to the University of the Arts, right? Mm -hmm. I currently am sitting on a professional dance team with several individuals, females, that I would have graduated UArts with. Mm -hmm. So to still be in the same spot, and just like you said, dance, I feel like is relative to everything. Like walking down the street is dancing to me. So I just feel like it influences everything. And I totally agree with you. It's so important to show dancers that there is not one way. Um, and there's no right way. There's no wrong way. As long as you're following your passion and taking care of yourself along the way, there's a million different ways to make a dance career happen. And I'm definitely proof. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said yeah. you've been with the Nets for five years now, which is wild. That's so much fun. Um, but why did you choose the NBA? Yeah. So like I said, I was with the W and actually the NLL, the National Lacrosse League was playing out of Mohegan Sun. So you know, when I started sports entertainment, like I had no idea what an incredible world it was. Um, so, you know, obviously being on solar power dance team for Connecticut and uh, the Howlers dance team for the, the New England Black Wolves, I just started getting so inspired by the platform that was the arena and just understanding that, yeah, okay, the dancers dance for one minute, but it's still thousands of people that are watching dancers and not for nothing. We're getting paid to dance. Like there's not very many dance jobs out there where you get paid to rehearse you know you get gear you get the proper equipment like you get physical therapy like I we have a physical training program on the Brooklyn Nets which is insane um so I just saw all these opportunities to spotlight dancers and like being in that made me excited but also being a part of making that happen for other dancers made me excited and so you know, with my time at the, at the W and Mohegan Sun, I started working behind the scenes and I like just started to understand the full scope of what the opportunity to dance for a professional team is. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at the Brooklyn Nets and the most incredible NBA dance team like we do. And I don't just say this because I'm on the team. Like, I swear we do things that other NBA teams just don't do. And it's so exciting to bring those things. So when I just start, started seeing that the diversity the, the level of dancing that we're doing. Um, I was like, I want to be on that team. And I just went and auditioned on a whim and made it on my first try. And I like, didn't even understand, like, it just felt like the biggest gift in the universe. And I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be with Brooklyn. So it feels really, really good. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Obviously you have, you know, five years of experience, like we talked about. So what has been the most difficult part about being an NBA or professional dancer in general? Oh my gosh. NBA professional dance. I mean, NBA is the cream of the crop, right? Like everybody watches the NBA. It's, I feel like it's one of the biggest sports NFL, you know what I mean? It's, it's what everybody watches. So I think it, it comes with a lot of pressure. Um, so I think one of the hardest parts for me personally, you know, being an empathetic artist is just dealing with the pressure 
um, sometimes of a fast paced, high, like high intensity schedule. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy every single second of it, but you know, it does get overwhelming. We, we dance a lot. It's long days. I had a game day yesterday and we're there, you know, it's an eight 30 tip off yesterday. Cause it was a televised game. You know, we're there at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's a long day. So I think just dealing with that and like the intensity of like, you know, physically being exhausted, making sure I'm taking care of myself outside of practice, eating right, sleeping right. Um, so yeah, it's not just the job. I feel like the hardest part is maintaining your yourself um, to be able to do your job. Yeah. And then on the flip side, what is your favorite part about being an MBA dancer? Oh my God. <laughs> There's an, a, a novel. I feel like I could write about my favorite parts. Like it seriously... I think, again, like going back to what I was saying about why I wanted to be a part of Brooklyn in the first place, like we are such a family and I mean, granted, we spend lots of time together, right? Um, But my boss ladies, our leadership team, they're incredible women that set up such an incredible uh, foundation for all of us. And, you know, that trickles down to everybody on the team and we have three teams so we do Brooklyn Nets we have team hype which is like break dancers light feet you know all the fellas and then we have a kids team so there's like almost a hundred of us total when it comes to Brooklyn Nets entertainment and when I tell you everybody knows everybody's name everybody knows what everyone's up to their favorite color what they like to eat you know what I mean like we're just such a family and I think that helps with that hard part right of taking care of yourself just knowing that you have that support So out of the laundry list of favorite things I could list, like that is, I think my favorite thing is the environment. Um, And that, you know, Chrissia, Shanae, Asha, Celine, my boss ladies, my coaches, they, they hold space for a safe environment for all of us to be successful and um, support us in other endeavors also. So I think that's my number one favorite part among other things. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And our final question, if you could give one piece of advice to a girl auditioning for an NBA team this upcoming year, what would it be? (laughs) Girl, be yourself. Come (laughs) through. Take up your space as a tattooed, queer, purple-haired girl with an undercut who never thought she would be able to be accepted on a team that held palms or a team like Brooklyn just because it's NBA and you think – like we said at the beginning, there's no right or wrong way to do a dance journey. There is space for you. The space that you take up is yours to take up. And if I've learned anything on this team, it's that what you bring to the table is what you bring to the table. And someone is looking for what you bring to the table. So just go and be your whole full self. And literally nothing can go wrong at that point. Heard it here first. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Rosanna, for coming on. Oh my God chatting with us and giving us some insight and advice and experience in the dance industry anytime thanks for having me of course of course and i will see the rest of you guys on our next episode bye y'all